Hello, everyone, and welcome to Choices, Books, and Gifts, where you always have choices. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Carol Graham. And uh, what I'm going to start with is I'm going to read her bio for us. Okay. Born in Texas, Carol Graham currently lives and works as a realtor in New York City in the Hudson Valley area. Before moving to Brooklyn, she did a variety of work in the ski business as a bartender, a massage therapist, a driver for hang gliding pilots, a photographer, and once even worked in a bullet factory. Her love for all things Brooklyn began the day she moved to the city from New Mexico more than 20 years ago and has only grown as she has gotten to know and appreciate the neighborhoods and the people who live there. Carol is also a member of the Woodstock Writers Group and a two-time winner of the Woodstock Bookfest Story Slam and is the author behind the series Brooklyn Murder Mysteries. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much. So, you know, I, I, I like to jump right into it. So my first question is, can you tell us about Brooklyn Mysteries, uh, Brooklyn Murder Mysteries? What prompted you to write this book and this series? Well, it's a series. Uh, it, it's This is my book, Passion and Park Slope, is the first in a series. Can I? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Um, and I, I, uh, I've sort of been a writer for about 30 years in and out of all those various positions that you just named. You wore uh, hats. I did. Yeah. Um, but this, this particular series came about because actually I didn't know anything about, uh, it's a particular brand of murder mystery called a cozy murder mystery. Okay. And a cozy J is, um, it's, it's. It's where it's an amateur sleuth, like Miss Marple, um, an amateur sleuth in generally a small town, um, not a professional detective at all, but who solves a, a murder uh, that she comes into contact with. Um, usually there's no blatant sex or violence going on on the page. You have that happening off screen, so to speak. And um, and usually justice is served at the end, you know, a happily ever after. And um, I didn't read books like that for many years. My sister read them and I I gave her quite a hard time about that because I read literature. Um, but she um, she read these and and turned me on to the genre. And I finally got engaged and I read I've read many, many, many of them now. And I decided I wanted to write a series and I picked uh, Brooklyn because I love it so much there. And to me, each of those little neighborhoods, all the neighborhoods are like little small towns. So wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for that. So, you know, what, what brings us some interest here in Choices is um, that the, the protagonist seems to be in recovery. What, what made you decide to do that? Are you, well. Well, most people know someone who's in recovery. Absolutely. I, I don't know anyone really who hasn't had uh, addiction, for one thing, touch their lives and hopefully recovery come into their world um, yep. in some way or another. And it's no respecter of persons addiction. And so all walks of life, I think, are affected by that. And most people know somebody in their world who who deals with recovery. I think I have that's been my experience. 
Um, it's also, I chose to, to put the protagonist in that same position because um, I think it offers a substantial and um, interesting filter to look through the world at, um, through which to look at the world. Let me say it right. My mother, the English teacher, would have rolled over over that one. But um, it, it matters uh, in this particular book because the protagonist is just in the regular world. She's, she's a, real, a realtor uh, in Brooklyn and she is in recovery. And so she looks at, at all of her choices through that filter too. And I think that it was, I wanted to show that because I think a lot of people look through the world with that filter if they're lucky. So in, in, in the book, do we, delve into the recovery part? Like, does she go to meetings or does she do this? Does she do that? Well, she does, but we, okay. we don't sit through in this book. We don't sit through any meetings with her, okay. but it is talked about. In fact, in the beginning, it, it, it talks about why she got sober to begin with. Perfect. She is a recovering alcoholic, this protagonist, her name is Kara. Okay. And, um, she uh it, it talks about why she got sober and how that worked for her so it, it leads us into that but no jay we don't sit through meetings you know one of the things that i i've noticed in uh stories and tv and movies and stuff i was never really satisfied with the way that the way recovery got shown in some way or another for the most part i i was never uh it never seemed quite right or something to me it didn't satisfy me Except, wait a minute, I did have some great inspiration with a, a television program called uh, Elementary with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu playing a modern day Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. And I got to tell you, I fell in love with it, in love with it, yeah. um, because he's quirky. And uh, and I mean, not that we didn't know Sherlock Holmes was quirky, but he's quirky in a very lovely and smart and interesting way. And um, so anyway, I, I wanted to show... Uh, somebody in recovery like that um, and uh, seeing somebody in recovery Jay that makes decisions based on their spiritual life not religious it's not a religious thing that she's involved in at all Absolutely. But, but basing her decisions and the way she looks at the world through that spiritual lens I think is interesting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like uh, for instance are you saying that in a particular situation where one would, you know, a regular detective may do something different from her because she's in recovery. Do you have any kind of example of how she would handle it as opposed to, you know, someone not in the program? Well, a couple of things come to mind. When she, when this protagonist, Cara Gerard, uh, is, is going through the world and she's, she's involved in, she, she discovers the murder first of all. So she is involved, even though she would not normally be involved in a murder investigation, she's involved because she saw that and she thinks, and it, and it's, it involves people in the real estate world. And so she feels like she's involved anyway. Okay. And it's not, uh, it's just her being interested and aghast, you know, but the way she chooses to, to look at it is, um, through dealing, she's very direct and she just calls people up and, and talks to them. Um, she, uh, she also doesn't go around telling other people's secrets. You know, she, she, she has a, she listens. She's a good listener. And I think that came from 
from her time in recovery. She became a good listener. And from sitting through a lot of meetings where she listened to people who had problems, you know, and who had flaws that they were discussing. So the listening part of it, I think, is is definitely a direct result of her role in recovery. And then at the end, I don't want to give anything away because I want your viewers to to buy this book and enjoy it. I hope they get a kick out of it. But in the end, she deals with the murder in a particular way, I think, um, sort of... Uh, She's involved with the discussion of it in a way that I think uh, is a direct correlation to her recovery. I know that's a bit vague, but I, it's a murder mystery. I can't. Well, it away. needs to be vague. It needs to be vague because people need to buy the book. <laughs> and, you, know, you reminded me of two things. First, you know, I've always agreed with you as well. Program AA, all these uh, other individual programs have not been well represented, but there is one that I got a kick of because I thought it was really real. And it was a series called Mom. And and I thought they did AA absolutely wonderfully. They would have meetings. They would, you know, show you what life is in and outside of the program. And they really did a good job. So Someone in Alcoholics Anonymous or any other kind of 12-step program, uh, really, or, or just looking to better their lives, would they have a lot to relate to this person in the book? Would, would someone in recovery find it, you know, calling their name? Would it be more like, well, you know? Yeah, Jay, I hope so. I, you know, that was, that was um, it was twofold, my giving her that background. It was so that it would, so that other people in recovery would relate to it and hopefully enjoy her, her way of looking at the world. But it was also for people who don't, are not in recovery, who don't have that vision, that, that lens to look through the world that I thought maybe it would just, it would, it would ring true for them some way. And maybe they would understand recovery a little bit better because of that. So it's sort of either way. This was not written just for people in recovery or or for people not in recovery. Right. It just sort of it evolved the way life sometimes does. Yes, and that that's what I think recovery is all about. It's a bridge back to reality, but you have life, and you 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 have uh, uh, when you're in a recovery program as well. So. What is uh, something you'd like to leave us with about, you know, about the book? So what, why should we buy that book? Can you tell me? Oh, gosh. You know, the thing about cozy mysteries that I was talking about before is that, um, Jay, with so much stress in the world and so much disagreement and polarity, I think that this book, this genre, for one thing, in a big way, but this book it's just fun. If there's such a thing as a feel-good murder mystery, I hope this is it. Um, but I wanted people just to get a kick out of something, a little bit of entertainment and a way to relax. And I think that um, that reading is the thing that's brought me joy my whole life. And my, my son and my grandchildren read beyond words. And I think getting away from the screens just a little bit and having a story told up here, well, on a page so that you can envision it here is what I was going for. Um, and the fact that it, it brings um, a recovery filter to it is a very pleasant thing for me personally. I love that. And I agree with you completely. Not enough people in the world read. And, you know, I love to read as well. And I just wanted to point out, this is a series, correct? Is is there three so far? Or, no, or? there's actually, this is the first in the series. And I'm working on the second, Jay. Uh, okay. it's, and it takes place in Windsor Terrace in Brooklyn, which is the adjacent neighborhood to Park Slope. 
and one that I lived in for, for many years myself. Despite this twang, I have been in New York for over 21 years. And um, I love Brooklyn so much, but it's it's the first, this is a first in the series, and I hope it's many neighborhoods that unfold for us. But we'll see. I'm kind of old. We'll see how many I get through. I don't think you're that old at all. And I wish you all the luck in the world. I hope you make at least 20 of these and they're very successful. Jay, thank you so much. I have these available. I hope that they will someday be available in your store, but uh, they're available at a, a, it's on my website at www.brooklynmurdermysteries.com. They're available at a lot of independent bookstores and of course at Amazon. So if I might give myself a plug, thank you very much. You most certainly can. And and that was a wonderful plug. I, I want to thank you again for being here. And I'm just going to close with thank you, everyone, for joining us at Choices Books and Gifts, where you always have choices. May God bless you and look after you always. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jay.